The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, July 8th, 2022. This is Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's primary baseball betting podcast. We join you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Sean Zarillo, Action Network senior writer in the house, and we're happy to have B.J. Cunningham joining us this week on the pod and for Colin Whitchurch. B.J., what's up? Thanks for, uh, thanks for stopping by this week. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to get on here and talk a little about baseball as we reach the all-star break. We're right at the halfway point of the MLB season. Uh, I know me and Sean have uh, kind of been struggling the last few days. So hopefully we can turn things around on this Friday and have a great weekend. Yeah. And also the goal in these next 20 minutes is to make you get upset about teams that bother you. <laughs> um, and we can probably do that right away in, in best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. You're going to go to a matchup that we did see last weekend during the holiday weekend, Phillies Cardinals. What's the play there? Yeah, so the Phillies opened around minus 110. They've been bet up to around minus 130 at most books. And I still think there's a little bit of value on that because we literally just saw this matchup on Sunday night baseball and the Phillies closed at minus 170 with Zach Wheeler on the mound versus Adam Wainwright. Clearly, I mean, if you look at any type of advanced metrics, Zach Wheeler is leaps and bounds, a better starting pitcher than Adam Wainwright. I mean, we got XERA, Zach Wheeler's around 2.75, fifth best mark in major league baseball. Well, Adam Wainwright, who's in his forties is around 4.4. So it's not a great matchup for the Cardinals, which we saw was Wheeler pitching seven shutout innings. They have a minus 13 and a half run value against sliders. Wheeler's got an outstanding slider that's allowing around a 210 expected batting average. And I just, I really don't understand this line with the Phillies closing at minus 170 last Sunday night. We get the exact same pitching matchup. Yes, it's in St. Louis, but you cannot tell me that home field advantage is worth 40 cents 
in Major League Baseball. That's just not true at all. So I think there's tremendous value on the Phillies tonight, both full game and first five. Uh, I, I really just don't understand why they're this low uh, against the Cardinals. What about your other best bet for tonight? Yeah, I do like the Tigers on the road at the White Sox. Tariq Skubal has been fantastic for them this season, you know, under a three and a half ex-FIP. It's not a great matchup in terms of facing the White Sox lineup, who are second best in Major League Baseball in a lot of advanced metrics against left-handed pitching. But he's facing Lucas Giolito, who has not been good this season. He's really fallen off, especially the last eight starts. 30 earned runs allowed in his last eight starts. He's been heavily relying on his fastball, which has just been getting lit up. Uh, so I don't really see why the White Sox should be up there around minus 170, minus 180 at some books. So if you can get the Tigers at plus 145 or better, which is available at most books right now, I really do like uh, Scoobal and the Tigers to get it done tonight in Chicago. Okay. And you, you're going to give us a third one. Wow, Zarella. Look at look at BJ. Comes in here, <laughs> filling in for a week. He's giving a third best bet. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Pirates and Brewers under eight and a half. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good pitching matchup here. Uh, especially with you know Aaron Ashby has been fantastic this season. He is due for a lot of positive regression. He's got an ERA around 4.8 with an XERA around 3.2. Uh, so he should get some positive regression. The Pirates offense, very bad versus left-handed pitching. There have been bottom five over the last 30 days in terms of every, any, any offensive metric that you look at. And on the flip side, JT Brubaker hasn't really been that bad. He was the opening day starter for the Pirates. He's got an XERA around 3.8. He's been pretty good with the sinker and his slider. So even though the Brewers have been hitting the ball pretty well, I think this total is, is a tad too high for how good the starting pitching matchup is. Okay, very good. Sean Zarillo, what about your best bet for this Friday? Well, I want to comment on a couple of BJ's bets first. Couldn't be more in agreement with him on the Phillies. That line adjusting from home field, one home field to another, you move it from 170, you can't really get it past minus 127, minus 130 if you're just adjusting for home field advantage with the same pitching matchup. So the Phillies' first five was going to be my best bet. Until I saw where the number had moved this morning. You can still get minus 122 at FanDuel. I like that up to about minus 128. So the Phillies first five would also be a best bet for me. It is my largest bet today. And the Brewers under full game under eight and a half. I like to minus 112. First five under four and a half. I love up to minus 125. So love the unders in that Brewers Pirates game as well. My best bet for Friday's slate is going to be another under. It is the first five under between the Rangers and the Reds, the gray versus gray matchup, John Gray and Sonny Gray. Both of these guys sitting with expected indicators around three and a half this season, expected ERA indicators, XFIP, Sierra. And the XERA for Sonny Gray is actually underneath three this year. So looking at Globe Life Park with the roof closed, expected that park plays about 10% worse than league average when the roof is closed. When the roof is open, it's closer to league average, maybe even a couple of percentage points above. But with the roof closed, they're around 10% below league average. So I projected this first five total of 3.6. There's still some first five under four and a half out there. They're juiced up, but you could lay that juice all the way up to minus 130. And then the first five under four, which is where I expect to close, you can lay up to minus 110. Okay, just to clarify, you mean, you mean Rangers twins, just to, just to make sure we're good. Yes. Did I say Rangers Reds? Rangers Twins. Sonny Gray was on the Reds at one point, though. Yeah. So it's true. Give, give Sean a break. All good. No, just just, you know, for the people at home that are like, oh, wait, wait they're not playing that. No, all good. All good. <laughs> yes. Um, Rangers Twins. Very good. It's a good transition, though, Zarillo, because let's move on to fade the public. The Reds, after coming off a doubleheader split with the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday, the Reds with Luis Castillo on the mound hosting Shane uh, McClanahan in the, uh, the Rays. Reds are at home. 
All this money coming in on Tampa Bay, 89% of the bets, 99% of the cash is on Tampa. Uh, McClanahan, your co-favorite uh, with uh, Justin Verner to win AL Cy Young at plus 250. But man, I mean, Luis Castillo, he's pretty good on the other side, BJ. Uh, is it, are we fading the public here? Yeah, I think we have to. You know, when this line opened up, I was I was thinking about taking Tampa. You know, I have uh, the Rays projected at minus 137. So uh, now this line is shot up to plus 155. Now I'm showing some value on the Reds. And listen, Luis Castillo has been, like you mentioned, he's been pretty good. 3.52 XERA, 3.48 XFIP. Opponents are all hitting around, you know, 240 against him in about 11 starts this season. He's been really good as of late. Last two starts, uh, 13 innings, only 11 hits in one run, struck out 17 batters. But it's a pretty good matchup for him because the Rays' offense doesn't hit his pitch arsenal that well. He throws a fastball, changeup, sinker, slider. The Rays have a minus 26 run value against those four pitches. So I know Shane McClanahan's been the best pitcher in starting baseball. He's got the best XERA in all of baseball, around 2.1. The Reds haven't been that great versus left-handed pitching. They're pretty average. But in terms of a price, this has just gotten a little too high, and now there is some value on the Reds. So I guess we're fading the public and taking the Reds at plus 155, and we'll watch their bullpen meltdown in the eighth or ninth inning. <laughs> uh, Castillo has won each of his last two starts, starting with the game I attended in Chicago at Wrigley Field, where he just totally threw it in my face when I took the Cubs. Um, that doesn't mean a lot to people, but it just bothers me. Zerillo, uh, I would imagine you like the Reds here too. BJ, did you say that you like the Reds at plus 155 or better? Is that? Is yeah, that, yep, that is that is what I'm going with. That's funny. So BJ and I modeled these games completely differently, and we ended up with the same exact price target on this game. I also <laughs> like the Reds at exactly plus 155 or better. That is a 2% edge for me. I like the over 7.5 here, too. If you can get minus 110, we need that to come down just a little bit more. That would be a low total for that tiny, tiny park that they have in Cincinnati. But so the last two fade the public teams that we've talked about and last two pitchers that we talked about were Sandy Alcantara and now Shane McClanahan, who are your respective Cy Young favorites in either league. I think it shows you where the public sentiment is caught up on these two pitchers who coming into the season may not have been as well known. McClanahan probably even less known than Sandy coming into the year. But you look at McClanahan's strikeout numbers, his walk numbers, I know people bake in expected FIP Sierra into their models. His underlying metrics are going to look better than Sandy's because he strikes out more batters and walks fewer hitters. Sandy's getting more weak contact with his ground ball rate and his pop-up rate. McClanahan actually is a 50% ground ball rate too. So he does everything pretty tremendously. But all of that said, I still projected the Reds here. Like BJ said, closer to plus 140. So a plus 155 or better, I think you have to jump it on Cincy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we've already talked about a few underdog plays. BJ likes the Tigers and his uh, best bets. We just hit on the Reds, fading the public. Where's my dog? Uh-huh, there's my dog. Where's my dog? BJ, how about another underdog play that jumps out to you on this slate? 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple ugly dogs out there that uh, are just offering too good of a price to pass up. And one of those is the Chicago Cubs at the Dodgers tonight. I mean, Tyler Anderson is a minus 225 favorite is a tad too high against Cubs team that I project to be really not as bad as they have been so far this season. I mean, Tyler Anderson has been good. His expected indicators like his XERA is under 3.3. He's got a very low walk rate under two. He's not allowing a lot of hard contact. And But the Cubs have been halfway decent versus left-handed pitching, around a 320 weighted on base average. They do have a positive run value against his top three pitches. He's facing off against Keegan Thompson, who actually hasn't been that bad. I mean, a lot of his projected numbers coming into the season were had him you know, as a bullpen guy or around an ERA of 4.7, up around 5. But he's actually got an XERA of 3.7, and opponents only have a 242 expected batting average against him this season. He faced the Dodgers once on May 2nd coming out of the bullpen, uh, went two and two-thirds, only gave one run, one hit, and struck out four batters. So not for nothing, at least he's had some success against the Dodgers in a limited sample size. But I, what I, the main point I want to make about this is that I don't think people are realizing how good the Cubs bullpen actually is. They're second in Major League Baseball in terms of XFIT right behind the Dodgers, and they have the second-best K per nine rate. So this is a really good bullpen that when we get into later innings can actually shut down a lot of lineups. So getting the Cubs at plus 195, 2-1, to one, I think you're getting a fantastic price on them because, you know, obviously since Tyler Anderson has been so good this season, but coming into the season, his projected numbers had him as just an average starting pitcher. So – this is a decent matchup here for the Cubs, and you're getting—I think you're getting tremendous value on them as an underdog on the road in LA. Three teams in the American League are riding five-game win streaks: the Orioles, the Mariners, and the Tigers. And Zarilla, we're going to talk about the Tigers again. Now, I'm curious because you mentioned how you and BJ model these games differently. BJ's already on the Tigers today, Tigers money line. You're on them as well. That's one of your favorite dogs. Yeah, BJ talked about the fact that Lucas Giolito has taken a step back this year. His velocity is down a touch. His stuff plus numbers are down a bit as well, below league average to this point on the season. I projected the first five line around plus 128 and their full game line at plus 131. So I like both of these bets down to about plus 155 for the first five innings and plus 160 for the full game. And we're also in agreement on the Cubs too. I like the Cubs down to plus 180. BJ talked about the fact that Keegan Thompson has been so solid. Their bullpen is solid too. I like the unders in that matchup as well. Under eight and a half for the full game, under four and a half for the first five innings, both to about minus 110 in Dodgers Cubs. And then I mentioned the Tigers are plays for both of us as well. So we're in agreement on a lot of these dogs. There's a lot of ugly underdogs on tonight's slate. There were a lot of ugly underdogs on Tuesday's slate. We had a good Tuesday. Hopefully we can have a good Friday too. We're not done talking about ugly underdogs either. We got a few more coming up. Yes, let's make the turn for home. We head to our final uh, bets. Again, we just kind of use this uh, last couple minutes for the guys to basically echo what you'll find in the Action Network app or BJ, Sean, the rest of our MLB folks at Action Network log their picks. So we'll start with BJ. BJ, kind of shuffle through a couple of your picks, then we'll go to Zarillo. Yeah, I'm going to echo off what uh, Sean already said with the Twins, first five, Sonny Gray, the Battle of the Grays. I do like the Twins at minus 110. Another one. That's somewhat of an un- ugly underdog Marlins around plus 140 against the Mets. Listen, it's a great matchup here for the Mets. Uh, I mean, Pablo Lopez has been really good. He's a heavy fastball changeup guy. The Mets hit both those pitches well, but in terms of price points, uh, I have the Marlins lineup projected pretty close to what the Mets is and the starting pitching matchup also pretty even. So 
Uh, getting the Marlins at a price of plus 140 or better, I do think, has some value. And then Guardians, Royals, Aaron Civale, uh, if you go look at his barrel rate allowed, sweet spot allowed numbers, it's really, really bad. And same, you could say the same for Brady Singer as well, who has improved on his control a little bit, still allowing a pretty high home run per nine rate, but over four and a half runs for the first five innings in that matchup, I do think has some value. Project around 5.2 runs for the first five there. Okay, very good. Uh, let's go to Sean Zarillo. He's got a few more that he wants to hit on before we wrap up. Yeah, I'm on the Royals money line. I think it's floated up a little bit, but I think the Royals are the side in that matchup as well. I'm against Savali in general, and I'm on the Marlins too. So this is just a big happy hug fest that we have here going on on this podcast. As for the other games that I'm targeting, Oakland-Houston, I like Oakland as the side, plus 140 for the first five, plus 145 for the full game, and the over seven and a half to about minus 105. Nationals, another ugly underdog. Plus 225, first five, plus 208 full game would be my price targets there. Braves are hotter than hot right now. I mentioned that I bet their NL pennant futures the other day. I think the Braves might be the best team in the National League from top to bottom. This team is absolutely tremendous. So definitely do not love betting against them, especially with a AAA team in the Nationals. And you never know if Juan Soto is going to be in the lineup on a day-to-day basis. But that said, I still had to take Washington here. Eric Fede is a known commodity. And with a lot of these national starters that have come up from double a, you don't know what the hell they are, but Eric Fede, we actually have a baseline for what he is. So I don't mind betting on him considering I know that he's a number four, number five guy and not a triple a pitcher. Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. I believe we touched on the fact that I like the unders, but I also like Pittsburgh JT Brubaker plus 174 for the first five plus 168 for the full game. Toronto and Seattle. I'm waiting on the first five line for Seattle. I do make them favored in both halves. was surprised to find a plus sign next to their full game line. They're playing much better lately too. Starting to get sweaty about my full season under 86 and a half win totals, which was one of my biggest bets coming into the year because they're playing much better. And I believe they're 500 now or a game under. So the unders and Seattle money line in that matchup. And then finally, The Yankees' first five line with Nestor Cortez against Connor Siebold. I was actually surprised at how low this was for Cortez. Guys started betting on pretty consistently last year before people really knew who he was. Found value on him early in this year. Eventually, it swung the other way, but I think there's value on him again against what I view as a AAA quality pitcher in Siebold. So the Yankees up to minus 153 for the first five innings. Great hitting weather again in Fenway tonight. We saw that game fly over last night. Good hitting weather again tonight. So that full game over nine and a half, you could bet up to minus 112. What was your question about Toronto, Seattle? You were waiting for a first five line? I'm waiting for a, yeah, I was waiting for the first five line to widely open because the, the full game market just opened this morning. Okay, so right now, Toronto, first five money line, minus 120. Mariners, first five is minus 110. Yeah, I need closer to probably plus 115 on Seattle in order to jump in. But as more markets open, it may eventually get there. Okay, very good. That's going to do it for this Friday edition of Payoff Pitch. Again, we join you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season, so we'll be back next week. Guys, I can feel it. The uh, the July turnaround, it's coming. It's coming. I hope, I hope so. The big day, a big dog day here on this Friday. Just like Sean said, Tuesday was friendly uh, in terms of the dogs. Let's hope they stay friendly on this uh, Friday. Thanks to BJ Cunningham for uh, filling in this week for Colin Whitchurch. If BJ does well with his three three best bets, we'll have to reconsider the, the, the crew for this podcast. Just kidding, Colin, if you're listening at home. Uh, thanks to Sean Zarello, as always. Brendan Glasheen, again, we'll join you next week. Best of luck, everybody. Have a great weekend, and uh, enjoy. We'll see you next time. 
Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.